When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. Uh, presented to you by the Steelers Podcast. Woo! I'm doing well, thank you. And uh, my feet are, in follow-up to last week, my feet are baby soft, if you were wondering. <laughs> I've forgotten. I'm Steve Duggan. <laughs> we, have, we had a good conversation before we started, and, and now, I mean, I still want to have this conversation, but I'm a little hesitant now. This is tough. Uh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> yeah, if you wonder what we're talking about, check out the Xero Show on the Ohio and and don't get mad. It's just, you know, Paul had a big I think discussion. it was on, I thought it was on our Steelers show last week that I mentioned. Okay. That. Well, then check out both because I think we talked about them <laughs> both then. So, hey, good promo. Uh, well, thanks for bringing up. That's good. Sure. All right. Well, hey, uh, this week, lots of news and notes, uh, stuff for us to talk about. Um, let's start out here. It's been kind of interesting. Um, you know, the Steelers like to promote from within on their general manager hunt and some of the other coaching hunts. So uh, the Steelers had two guys, Omar Khan, another guy that I'm blanking on now, Paul, if you know, there, like another assistant GM that they were looking at. But recently the Steelers are looking all over the place, which is unusual. Uh, they were looking at a couple guys, no, two of the guys from the Colts, and there was another guy from somewhere else. And then they made some news. Uh, Lewis Riddick who is everything I've seen. He's a, has a good football mind. He's very respected and everything. I'll be honest. Um, I didn't watch him much on Monday Night Football because 
compared to the Manning brothers, I you know, nothing against Lewis Riddick, but the Manning brothers seem to be infinitely more interesting. So I, I got to be honest, Paul, I don't know if he's a great guy or not. Um, you know, Mike Mayock was this really wonderful draft guy, and the Raiders jumped all over him thinking, man, if he says great stuff on NFL Network, he's going to say great stuff as a Raiders GM. And he probably had, uh, what, he drafted three guys a year ago that none of them were in the league anymore because of some <laughs> off-the-field issues, and he's gone. So I, I don't know. I'm not pro-Lewis Riddick. I'm not anti-Lewis Riddick. And they're still looking at other guys, and they might end up with somebody internal. But what do you think about Lewis Riddick? I, you know, I'm, nobody's jumping out, but I, I think the one thing that worries me is just, I mean, obviously still very connected to football, still analyzing it, but I, I wonder if there's just a difference between looking at whether it be the league or college players looking at them as a TV analyst versus looking at them from a general manager perspective. Yeah. And I wonder if there's just a little bit too much time has gone by uh, since he's had that type of analytical eye. I I could be wrong. I don't know, but that's, that's my initial concern. Has he had player development experience? I know he's had like a career as an NFL player. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not sure. And again, part of it was I, I was just having a rough time watching the regular play-by-play podcast. So I've kind of ignored the ESPN one play-by-play coverage. So I really haven't thought about it. And again, I don't know. I mean, I might, I don't dislike Lewis Rick. I, I just don't know. Um, right. Well, well, I guess what I'm saying is everyone's saying, Hey, he has a great football mind. Is he having a great football mind because he has experience in the past that says he has a great football mind or does he have a great football mind because you watch him on ESPN and you're like, wow, that's a great point. You know, well, I mean, how, how many guys did the Browns bring in who had these genius football minds and they did absolutely nothing? Yeah, well, yeah, it's true. Um, but you know, here's the hard thing I have then how do you know in general who's that guy? You know, it's it's hard. Like, I guess what I'm saying is. How do you know who's going to be that guy or not? Um, I'm looking here. Uh, Riddick, you know, he played um, football uh, 91 to 98. Um, he had a, a stint with the Orlando Rage. I'm not sure what league that was at in 2001. But, you know, he did some things as executive. Uh, I didn't know this. He was a scout with the then Washington Redskins from 01 to 04, uh, director of pro personnel from 05 to 07, a scout with the Eagles in 08, uh, assistant director of uh, pro personnel in 09, and director of pro personnel from 2010 to 2013. So he has experience. I mean, he hasn't done that for a while, but again, he's been in broadcasting. Right. But again, he's been in broadcasting. It's not like, you know... He was working at McDonald's, and he's like, "Hey, I'd love to be a Monday Night Football announcer." But, but even like, uh, who was that guy that brought that Mike? Um, was it Mike Lombardi that the Browns had yeah. for a while? Yeah, and I mean, he's still all over TV analyzing stuff, but did a horrific job at Cleveland. So I, I don't know. And there's been a lot of talk this week, and before, well, let me say it, and then I'll give my caveat. 
Uh, people are kind of saying, well, is Tomlin kind of showing more influence on the roster than you might think? Where, yeah, Tomlin's not the director of pro personnel or anything. But some people say, hey, does Tomlin have more of a say than anything else? So some people sit there and say, okay, if you hire Riddick or or Khan or whoever you end up hiring, is it really the Mike Tomlin show? And I know that's going to flame some people because people who don't like Mike Tomlin are going to be like, oh, no, this is horrible. <laughs> hey, the way I look at it is, Hey, if we have a winning record and if we can get better players and go further in the playoffs than the Sewers did last year, you know, I don't care if Mike Tomlin calls the offense, defense, and calls the players. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to micromanage what Michael, Michael, Mike Tomlin does. I mean, if he wins, great. Yeah. That, I, I, yeah, that's, I, I think my primary question would be what, whoever they bring in, are they are they looking at trends and where the league's heading in the future, or you know, are they like a guy like Riddick? Is he stuck in the mindset of ten years ago and just what football used to be? Or you know, that right. that's going to be my concern as someone who can who is going to be on the cutting edge of the league rather than trying to play catch up. He has Pittsburgh ties. He played for the Panthers in college. I don't know what that means. I mean, I'm sure he still has ties for Pittsburgh. He has friends of Pittsburgh. But, you know, that that doesn't mean you're going to be a great GM if you have ties there. Right. I mean, it, it, maybe he has a comfort level, but you can be comfortable and be a horrible GM. I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Um, I guess maybe the thing to do is start watching tapes of Monday Night Football games and <laughs> evaluating what he's saying about players. Or if he's like, I like a pro-style <laughs> offense, you're like, hmm, what does this mean about, you know, a quarterback is one after? <laughs> but it, it's funny, the news came out and that really dominated things. As of the time it's recording, and obviously we need to emphasize that because by the time you're listening, they could have announced the GM by tomorrow morning for all we know. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing official and Really, I believe it was yesterday we saw a lot of the reports saying, hey, they're talking to Riddick. Nothing else has been said so far. So who knows? I mean, I'm sure they're still considering it. I But I haven't heard of, like, if they're close to making a decision or if they're going to bring somebody else in. Uh, you know, this was on our list, but speaking of uncertainty, I thought this was interesting. Uh, did you see the news that broke late yesterday? Yesterday. Uh, Ike Hilliard, uh, former NFL receiver, uh, now receiver's coach for, for the Steelers. And he came kind of highly regarded, but it was a tough year for the Steelers last year. I know, you know, we had Charlie Goldsmith on recently, and I think Charlie said part of the issue was, you know, Ben wasn't the quarterback that Ben was in the past. That's kind of didn't help the receivers, but still – yeah, I don't tend to disagree with Charlie there, but we all could see plays last year where we're like, come on, catch the darn ball, you know, Johnson, Claypool, and other stuff. But, you know, he technically got let go. I mean, there never was an announcement that he got let go, but they hired Frischman, I believe his first name is Jackson. And yeah. you might remember Jackson was a receiver for the Browns uh, during some of the dark <laughs> days of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but no, uh, Jackson's been a receivers coach at Carolina. I don't know if I could tell you the Carolina receivers the best of all time, but apparently he did a good job. And he's a Matt Canada guy. So like it or not, uh, Paul, as soon as are all in on Matt Canada, they're going to live or die with him this year. I, I still don't think we've, 
really seen a Matt Canada offense uh, right. I, because the offense we ran this year was almost identical to the one that we ran before he back in 2020. Uh, so I don't right. think it says much Canada as anything else. And I think in terms of our receivers, I I still think our receivers have amazing potential. Uh, there were some plays where clearly they should have caught the ball, but I, I think it, the other hand, our as I watch the games, the Steelers were very much catch and run, and that is going to set a receiver up for failure every time because they're automatically thinking, "I've got to run as soon as I get this uh, to get any yards," and so they're automatically already in that. You know, you're not paying enough attention. You know, grab it and run, and, and you know, hit the guys. I. I've said it before on the podcast, hit these guys in stride, let them go at it. And Well, and, and the only guy who could uh, masquerade as a catch from a guy is possibly Deontay Johnson. And Johnson, for all the frustration I've had with him, he saw it over 100 catches. I know part of it was Ben threw a lot of, you know, three- and four-yard passes, which I'm sure <laughs> helped Deontay. But, you know, to your point, I mean, you know, Claypool's not a catch and run guy. I mean, Claypool's a – Guy, you send 10, 15 yards down the field and have him do a contested catch. And, you know, Juju, and I know it looks like Juju probably won't be here next year, but he wasn't a catch and run guy. And uh, I, James Washington, I don't think you'd say is a catch and run guy either. So, you know, really, it wasn't suited. I really think what it was, the Steelers weren't going to force Ben out. And I think Ben's like, hey, I want to come back. And I, I think they were like, all right, let's make a go of it. And I think. Everyone knew Ben wasn't the Ben of five years ago, but they didn't yeah. want to say, you know, I think there was still some resentment. And uh, Troy Palmano is back on good terms with the Steelers, but, you know, the Steelers pretty much said, dude, you know, retire or we're going to cut yeah. you. And I think there was still some bad feelings for that. And I, I don't think they wanted to go for that game with Ben. So, I, I mean, I think that's really what happened. Yeah. I, I think part of that, too, is a, a guy like Troy, I mean, you can't hide diminishing skills at that position. Whereas quarterback, uh, you can, you can kind of fake it if your skills are, and a lot of that was just little dump passes. Um, right. So I think we're, that the Steelers were able to hide a lot of Ben's flaws in the past couple of seasons. And to Ben's credit for his skills, not being where it used to be. I still think there were some games that he kind of pushed him to win. Like, I I know there was other factors that helped him beat the Ravens that last game of the year. But that said, I mean, I think Ben pushed him to win over the Ravens. I, I, I think it wasn't for Ben's leadership. Now, again, there's a difference between, say, his add to push him to win over against, oh, my goodness, his arm strength and fantastic plays push him to win. <laughs> I, I think it was just yeah, motivation, leadership, yeah. Yeah. I think it's that leadership factor because I, looking back at a lot of the games, if if Najee doesn't will his body to cross the first down marker, um, I don't know how many of those games the Steelers pull out because uh, he kept drives alive game after game after game. And so it was more of his physical dominance. And, and yeah, the, Ben was that motivational leader, like, don't give up. We, we can do this. Right. Uh, so I give him all the credit in the world for that. All right, sounds good. Well, hey, let's take a break. Um, we're at a little bit of a breaking point. Uh, we'll be back. Um, we're going to talk about a new defensive coordinator for the Steelers. And then, oh, just lots going on at the Senior Bowl. 
and the rumor mill is in high high steam right now on what the Steelers might do in the draft and elsewhere. And Paul and I, we're going to tell you the truth of what's going on, but we're going to still break down all the crazy rumors out there. So um, hang, hang loose. We'll be back very shortly. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're back here on the behind the silk curtain.com's Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour. Presented to you by the Ohio and Podcast Network as well as behind the seal curtain, uh, dot com. Uh, just going over some of the news, kind of a busier news week. I mean, we're in February, but man, the thing I love about the NFL, Paul, it never slows down. I mean, I think last year we were kind of struggling at this time, going, Oh, what are we going to talk about? But if you really get into it, there's enough, you know, to keep you busy at least for a half hour. So we're here and we're ready to go. Sounds good. Uh, Steelers made made some news. Uh, It took them a while. They were interviewing guys from outside the organization. But officially today, and, Paul, I literally saw this on the email. I know it was reported a couple days ago, but I got the official email from the Steelers saying Terrell Austin is really, really our defensive coordinator. So I think it may have been made official Wednesday afternoon. Um, Austin, he spent some time with the Bengals and – it was tough, but, you know, the Bengals were a tough defense back then. And I don't mean tough as in great. I mean tough as probably tough for Bengals fans to take a look at. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> LeBeau had some rough years with Cincinnati. So, and yeah, LeBeau came back and he was fine for Pittsburgh. I don't know. I mean, you know, we're hearing now um, uh, the previous defensive coordinator wasn't calling plays and Tom was calling plays. I don't know what to think of Terrell Austin. I have nothing against him. I, I guess I go back to it and say, all right, let's get the horses. I know Steelers had some rough games of defense, but I know they were down a lot, guys. So, you know, again, whoever's calling plays, if it's Tomlin, Austin, uh, Paul, if you and I get a chance to call plays during the season, you're remotely <laughs> from our home, whatever it might be. I mean, guys, just get players to make plays. I mean, you know, if you, if you need to replace to it, replace to it. Uh, you know, we got some money in free agency to work with. You know, I, I like the fact Austin blitzes. So, but you know, I, again, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not against this. I, I guess what I'm saying is the onus is more on the team as a whole. Hopefully, they can put it together. And I I think they like Austin. I think things will be fine. I, I just want them to step it up. And 
them not stepping up last year wasn't really their skill level. Uh, they just didn't have the depth, and they had a bunch of guys hurt. I mean, that's why you kind of look at it. So just produce, and I'm okay if it's Terrell Austin or whoever else you want as a defensive coordinator. I mean, I think that's where I stand with this decision. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes. you can have the best coordinator in the world, but you have to have the town on the field. And uh, ultimately, I mean, for you and I, I mean, all you have to do is pull your defense aside before they go on the field and say, TJ Smash, and go right. execute that. I mean, that just – let, let them be them. Uh, the defense is not for as porous as they were, and a lot of that was injury. I'm, I'm not concerned about the future of the defense at this point. With the, the players that we have, uh, I'm not worried about. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the weak, weak link of our season coming up. I'm all for Stefan to it. I hope he gets the help he needs. I'm grateful that we've had a, a more broader conversation about mental health. So, again, I might – I don't want to rip stuff onto it at all, but I, I think if it's Austin, Tom, and whoever, I think we got to start the offseason off right. I mean, I, I think free agency is coming like in a month or so, which again, we don't need to, like, the Sears don't need to call to it tonight and say, hey, are you in or out? But I'm hoping maybe in the next two weeks or so, they can get a firm grip on where is he at. And if Tuit doesn't know, okay, but they need to say, okay, buddy. Give us a date. Is it you know March first or April twenty second or whatever date might be? B- right. Because I think that's key. And again, I'd be bummed because I love Stefan Tua as a player, but I want the best for Stefan it. But at the same time, right. I want to make sure Sears know what's going on because you know we talk about holes and needs. They may need some defensive line help anyway. Because aside from Cam Hayward, I mean Chris Warren is okay. But, you know, even if Tua comes back, you probably need another line. Well, you know, they got Ty Lulu coming back. So, you know, if Tua comes back, you don't really need a starting defensive lineman. But if Tua doesn't come back, now defensive lineman becomes a priority, even early in the draft or, you know, in free agency. So I, I just hope they know. And, again, there's no indication that they don't know. The thing none of us know about is we have not heard if Tua's back or not. So, yeah. Uh, ultimately, I think my my key question for our offensive court uh, defense coordinator would be: um, Can you get Devin Bush to actually play every down and, and not just stand by as a spectator? That's well. It, it, here's why I think too. I don't think they trusted their backups. And you might, if you're listening out to you might be like, well, what about Buddy Johnson? Okay, I hope Buddy Johnson's okay. But do you think if they felt Buddy Johnson was ready, they put Buddy Johnson in there? I don't think they were under any super obligation to play Devin Bush over Buddy Johnson. And Johnson didn't play that much last year. So I, I, I guess what I'm saying I, is... well, I, I think see. because of what we did to... I'm sorry, what, what the Steelers did to get, yeah. uh, to get him what uh, all the hype that Bush gets, I, I feel like there there is kind of this, you know, we're going to shove him out there until it clicks and we'll be proof. Because I, I just feel like there's so much invested into him that to just kind of walk away from that's going to be tough. Yeah, I think they're at least going to came for this year. The last I heard, I think, isn't this, well, when's this fifth year option? Maybe it's next That year. I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. 
Well, I think the next question the Steelers have to figure out is are they picking up the fifth year op- option? And I, uh, I apologize, we should know this, but I'm kind of blanking out a little bit. But the thought would be you're right, you don't want to just toss Bush up, out with bathwater. The challenge I have, and it's almost the same question as to it, you know, it took. Bush a while, and I think even mid near the end of the year, it was kind of a little bit mental and a little bit physical. Understand that some of these injuries, like we played the Madden football game, and you know, a guy's out for the year, and they're like, oh crap, he's out for the year. But by the next <laughs> year, he's okay. Well, some of these injuries take over a year to heal. Now, I don't know what the issue is with Bush, okay. but I, I guess the challenge I have is Paul, you're right, don't toss Bush out. Uh, there's too much invested, and he's got too much promise. But at the same time, develop somebody behind him. Uh, because here's the other thing. Uh, Joe Schobert was the other inside linebacker. Schobert didn't have a terrible year, but they're going to have to pay. I think it's like $10 million for Schobert next year. He definitely wasn't paying like he was worth $10 million. So Schobert's probably yeah. going to be one of his cat, uh, roster casualties uh, coming up, well, which is fine. I have no problem if they release him. But that said, okay, you got questions about Bush, as we just talked about. Now you have no Schobert. So, again, it's going to be on the Steelers to say, all right, what are we going to do? And, and again, I know you can't draft everybody. They only have six draft picks. So they got to be careful and say, what can we develop? And I know they got money to spend, but, you know, that's going to go quick if they bring in really quality guys. So, you know, but they got to sit there and say, okay, can Buddy Johnson potentially start next year? Who else do we have at linebacker that potentially could fill a bill? Because honestly, if Bush isn't ready, you're now replacing, uh, in most likelihood, two inside linebackers. And that's tough because, you know, Sears are already always known for the inside linebackers. Now that becomes a question, too. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Yep, we'll see. Very good. Hey, well, let's end up. We've got about eight minutes or seven minutes left. Uh, we need to talk a little bit about quarterback. And Paul, yes. let me say, <laughs> let me say the overview because, because if not, we could be talking about this for the next four hours here, and we'll still come to the conclusion. Okay, so we go to the Senior Bowl. Obviously, it's big. Um, you know, you see these tweets of pictures of uh, Tomlin and I think it was uh, Colbert. Uh, chasing around quarterbacks, which it should. I mean, they don't have Big Ben. Uh, they're silly if they just say, okay, Mason Ruff and Dwayne Haskins are all the options. You could tell they're looking at other options because they were chasing people around. Um, heard lots of things about various quarterbacks. I know they at least talked to Sam Howe from North Carolina. Uh, they talked to Pick, Kay Pickett, you know, obviously the local hometown guy. Also talked to um, Malik Willis. And it was interesting. I, I read something from somebody I trust draft-wise. And, Paul, they were talking. They weren't talking about hype. They weren't talking about, ooh, you know, Tomlin was around Willis more than Pickett, you know. Well, the hand size is creepy as all get out. Because <laughs> I remember, it, like, in a presidential election a while back, uh, kids were debating about their hand size. I'm like, ugh, this is so weird. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about hand size. If that I, I mean, I'm sure if you look at the history of quarterbacks in the NFL, there were fantastic quarterbacks with humongous hands and fantastic quarterbacks with small hands. <laughs> so let's stop talking about hand size. Oh, it's right. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, there's going to be so much smoke. I mean, you, you know, 
all these insiders were reporting different things. Like one guy was like, oh, it's stuff like Kane Pick if he's there. And other people was like, oh, it's stuff like Malik Willis. Well, understand, sports reporters, and I've done it throughout my career. I did that for, with, uh, I covered the Blue Jackets hockey team. You find people in the organization that you trust. They'll give you information, okay? I'm not going to reveal my source, but I had a guy in the organization would tell me stuff. That guy was probably different than my competitor and probably different than the other competitor down the road. You don't know. So, A, it's, it's what I'm saying is there's probably some guys in the Sears organization that love Will, some guys that love Pickett. Okay, that makes sense. And there's probably other guys who, who are going to feed you crap, not because they want to lie to you, but they want to stir up interest from other teams. I mean, if – now. Here's the uh, well. Let me throw this out. We, we got to touch on this quick. It's running out of time. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm glad the Steelers made the playoffs, but you know I think the challenge the Steelers face is at 20. I don't know if Pickett's going to be available at 20, right? And I'm hearing Willis had a pretty good Senior Bowl week camp. I'm not sure about the game itself. He had one good run, and he completed like three of six passes. I think. Well, the scouting report I heard, it was interesting. They were honest. They weren't feeding crap just of what they saw. Uh, it was some guy from ESPN I can't remember right now, but he was talking about Pickett saying, look, Pickett's good. There's nothing against Pickett. They said from everything they've seen of him, he could be a very good quarterback in the NFL. He's, they said they're not sure about the ceiling for him. is going to be super high. Okay. They said Willis, the interesting thing is Willis has issues, problems. I mean, play for Liberty. He's definitely not perfect. <laughs> but they said Willis could have a, a ceiling of a Mahomes or a Colin Murray. If you just look at their mobility, which, again, you know, like or not, you got Matt Cannon, who loves his mobile quarterbacks. And, you know, Willis has got uh, very much of an arm. The issue is, one, Willis probably wouldn't play right away. So you're probably starting to hear of, Mason Rudolph, if you draft Malik Willis in the first round. And again, I don't think he's going to be available at 20. So, do you want Morgan's future to move up when we only have six picks this year? I, I don't know. Um, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot, a ton of potential, but is he going to find it? Who knows? Uh, yeah, the, the, this is the Malik Willis talk is driving me nuts. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that could go really well for him. Um, and, and everybody raved about his senior bowl. He had one, he had a good run. He didn't really do much else. If you look at his stats throughout the season, weren't great. Played for Liberty. Liberty doesn't play anybody. They played Syracuse and it was a tight game. Pitt blew them out. Um, the competition level Willis had was subpar. And as if Joe said it once, he said it a million times on this podcast that you get somebody who 90% of their skill is relying upon their mobility. One good hit from Miles Garrett and all that is off the table. So I, I just feel like that's a huge roll of the dice. Well, and for him to be great, you've got to have the arm of a Mahomes or a Murray, yeah. where it's not like you're – I mean, I think Lamar Jackson has a better arm than like an RG3, for example. But oh, yeah. I think Mahomes and um, 
Murray, and I think you can throw Josh Allen into the mix too. They're mobile enough quarterbacks that have a great arm. So as they get older, if they're not as fast as they once were, I, I think they could still be good in the NFL with their arm strength and everything. Um, and you would hope that Mills Willis is like that. And I look at Willis as a lottery ticket. And, you know, I don't know how, you know, much of a gambler Tom wants to be on this or Riddick or whoever ends up being your GM, but it's a lottery ticket. And, you know, if it works out, you've got a Kyler Murray-type quarterback you drafted potentially at 20. That's great. But if it doesn't work out, you know, you're in Brown's country where you draft these quarterbacks side, they fail, and they say it. And, again, here in Pittsburgh, we've been lucky because, you know, we had a good quarterback for 18 years. Part of the problem with Browns, they say if you goof up a first-round draft pick at quarterback, your franchise is back three years. I mean, it's tough. So. Yeah, and I know that any quarterback is going to be a roll of the dice. I would much rather roll the dice on Pickett than Willis. Um, yeah, I, I think I might cry a little bit if they draft Willis. Um, if he was a proven just – as much as we talk about mobile quarterbacks and we even look at with the Super Bowl, you've got two quarterbacks that can run, but they're not defined by their running. Um yeah. Having a guy that depends on running just scares me. Yeah, and, you know, I go back, and, again, we're at times. So let me just throw this out there, my bare end. Um, that's why I say maybe look at a veteran quarterback. Um, you know, real quick, um, Kyler Murray's in some uh, stuff. He's, you know, taking the Cardinals off of social media. I haven't heard anything else. Again, as of Wednesday night, you know, there might be a story break right after that about what's the situation. And some people even speculate and say, hey, maybe just let's go back to baseball. I, I don't know. We don't know as of Wednesday night. But, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. And I don't know if I'd risk going Kyler Murray if he's not sure if he wants to play baseball or not. But, you know, <laughs> these quarterbacks are gambles. There's no sure things in the draft. That's why he come back well, to say, yeah, if, maybe. If he comes to Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm sure he would have plenty of opportunity to suit up for the Pirates anytime he wanted. So. Right. Well, I guess what I'm saying, yeah, I'm not saying Kyler Murray should be your guy. Now, if he says, hey, I just don't like the Cardinals want to play somewhere else. I want to play football. Yeah, go for it. You know, let's, let's try and get okay. Kyler Murray. But if Absolutely. he's questioning his baseball or not, no, let's don't go after him. But again, if you go after a more sure thing, and we've talked about this on podcasts, you know, Listen to past podcasts, you can figure out you know, the names we're throwing out there. But even a guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo, which, again, I he's not a franchise quarterback. But, you know, if you get a bridge quarterback like him or even a Kirk Cousins for a year or two, you know, is that better than rolling the dice, especially on Malik Willis? And even the Kane Pickett, say you get Kane Pickett. I, I would, there would be a comfort level if the guy came Pickett. But, Paul, you're probably starting the year with – Mason Rudolph, and once Kane's ready, you bring him in. And uh, Paul will still do a podcast next year, but you're not, we're not going to be talking playoffs next year if that happens. You know? <laughs> I mean, Kane Pickett's going to have to be the hottest thing as a rookie. So, all right. Well, yeah, Paul, it, oh, yeah. No, go ahead. No, well, go I was going to say, we are at time. We want to make sure we yep. obey our time parameters. So, thanks for checking out the BehindTheSealCurtain.com podcast. I'm here with behindthesteelcurtain.com. Again, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. I apologize. We're 
<laughs> it's kind of like a, a mouthful I have to say. So we're the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour on BehindTheSilkCurtain.com. Hey, we don't say it enough. We appreciate our friends at BehindTheSilkCurtain.com. There's a ton of other podcasts, and we're the Johnny-come-latelys to this podcast game. Um, you know what these podcasts are. I mean, I don't need to sit here and list them all for you. Check out the other podcasts on the network. Um, a lot of fun there. And then, as important, if not more important, Check out, uh, do a search on your favorite podcast provider for The Ohioan and all kinds of more content for you. And especially look for the Accenture shows. Um, we come out with them. It's uh, me, Paul, and Joe talking about a bunch of goofy fun stuff. Where we kind of go more into the world of pop culture and sports in general, more than just the Steelers. So you get a lot more uh, Paul and Joe and I for free. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Have a great day. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.